Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are visiting with Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Tess. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Yeah, on this uh, primary voting day. Yes, happy primary voting day. (laughs) (laughs) Encouraging folks to get out and vote today, right? Yes, absolutely. It's part of our our, uh, responsibility as U.S. citizens. Uh, It's one of uh, very few that uh, an individual who's not involved uh, typically within local, state, or federal government to be able to voice their opinions, and that's through elections. Uh, This today is primary, so uh, as I know you've had other guests uh, over the last few days talk about the primary, uh, it is uh, to identify candidates from each of the parties uh, who would be on the ballot for the general election uh, in November. Right. A lot of people have voted ahead of time here in Crow Wing County and across the state. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the way people are approaching and, and taking action in regards to being involved in elections has changed uh, or is changing uh, due to the pandemic. And so um, don't know how that'll be in regards to voter t- you know, turnout. Um, but uh, we do have our, our uh, four polling places that we typically have open. Uh, we did not make any modifications. The state allowed us to do that. Um, our voting map and our voting locations are available on the city's website uh, under government and our elections page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very simple to, to find. Um, that being said, uh, polls are open till 8 p.m., so uh, individuals who have not uh, responded uh, via uh, absentee ballot has the ability to come in and vote at any of those four locations, uh, Baxter residents, I should say, have the ability to go and vote in those uh, four polling places. Um, just go online and find the polling place if you do not know that location, uh, specific location where you're supposed to vote, and and go and, and, and participate. Yes, and of yep. course, uh, it won't be long, and we'll be uh, getting ready to do this all over again, and probably on a much larger scale when it comes to the general election, because it is a presidential election year. That's absolutely correct. We tend to see larger vote outs when it is a presidential general election. Um, and with that being said, uh, we and our judges uh, that participate and help the city of Baxter conduct our elections typically are, are retired individuals and individuals who are in that higher risk category as it relates to COVID-19. Uh, we have seen several judges be cautious and uh, remove themselves from being a participant this year. Mm-hmm. So we, we are finding ourselves in, in, in at a point where uh, we are able to be able to provide uh, the uh, judges or have enough judges to conduct the primary. But we do have concerns about the general. Uh, we've been working with the county and being able to find judges in the uh, areas that are now going by ballot and seeking those judges to help uh, assist us, and we're greatly appreciative of that. Um, But uh, we want to encourage anybody who wants to participate and be a judge to contact our city uh, administrator, Kelly Steele, and they can contact City Hall at 454-5100 and ask for Kelly, and she'll be able to provide you the information uh, 
to determine uh, if you're, you know, the, the requirements of being a judge and the forms that are necessary to fill out. Hey, Brad, and maybe you can do either, but can people do this in shifts if they can't be there for the full day from 7 in the morning till 8 at night? Can they do it in shifts or are they asked to do it the entire day? My understanding is the entire day. Okay. Yes. Uh, however, I am one step removed from that. Okay. Uh, the individuals who would be uh, most equipped to answer that would be the assistant uh, administrators or the city clerks of the community that um, they the individuals reside in or sure. Deb Erickson from the county. Perfect. Okay. Being it's so important for our democracy, it would be nice if, uh, you know, uh, employers would yes. uh, designate maybe one person from the staff that they could uh, do without for one day to go. I'm just throwing that out there because it's... Uh, go it's, ahead, Tess. We don't need you. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> I look at it as this way. What if that person called in sick that day? Yeah. You always are able to continue on. and mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it is very, very important in my opinion. Yeah, yep, it uh, is an important step of the process. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brad, speaking of the general election, is today the filing deadline as well? It is. Um, all uh, local units of government that don't have primaries um, are required to, uh, or there's a filing period, uh, which was from July 28th till um, today, um, August 11th, until 5 p.m. for local offices. For the city of Baxter, that is our this year would be our mayoral seat and two council seats. Uh, so we encourage anybody who has interest in running for office to uh, come to City Hall, uh, file out the paperwork uh, to be, assure yourself on the ballot. Just asking for a friend, do you have to live in the city of Baxter to <laughs> run for that mayor's position? Yes, in uh, order to, to be eligible uh, for any of the elected seats within the city of Baxter, you do have to be a Baxter. Very good. All right. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Brad, another thing that's going on this year, uh, very important, is the census. Uh, I know you're on the Complete Count Committee. Bring us up to speed on what's going on with the census. Sure. Uh, Ken, as you, you're part of that uh, Complete Count Committee uh, that the county has put together. Uh, the efforts locally have been to try to advertise and educate people of the importance of of the census. Uh, I believe that we've done a, a great job, and I've heard... Uh, I think Dick Bremer just recently being on, on your channel, uh, promoting the census yep. uh, in that context. And we're getting to the, as as Dick put it in, in the promo, is we're getting to the final innings of, of the census. Uh, since late March, early April, the census has been accepting uh, what they define as self-response, um, for, you know, self-responding uh, individuals, uh, residents uh, are able to fill out the forms uh, the census forms electronically uh, via the uh, the phone or by by print mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, the Census Bureau do does have a deadline in regards to closing their field work, uh, which is this year September 30th. So just recently, we were informed that the Census Bureau will be sending out enumerators to the properties that have not responded. Uh, they call it the non-response follow-up. Um, so enumerators will start uh, walking the streets and knocking on the doors that have not responded, um, that they have records that the that address has not re- uh, responded to uh, their efforts in getting 
the forms filled out. So this would be a good time if you don't want somebody knocking on your door to get online and fill that thing out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. If you, if you don't want someone knocking on your door or, you know, if you forgot the, to do it uh, sure. as other things have taken priority, <laughs> yeah. you, do have, you do have time to go uh, still online or do it by the phone. However, uh, everyone should uh, be aware that uh, if you fail to do that, that the Census Bureau will have employees that will be knocking on the door uh, to do what they call a field follow-up. And again, the website to jump online right now and get that done? (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, www.census.gov. They'll have links right to the 2020 Census. Perfect. And this is another part of our democracy when you think about it. The Census is part of the Constitution, and in order to have the right representation, in the legislative uh, branch of uh, Congress and the Senate, this is what this is all about. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As they say it's, it's, it's money power. And in that context, um, the state of Minnesota was, was a few votes away from losing a congressional seat in 2010. Luckily, we were able to hold on to that. This year, uh, the efforts to <clears throat> promote this have been extraordinary from the state side because they know what is at stake is that congressional seat. So mm-hmm. hoping that everybody takes this <clears throat> uh, responsibility to heart and uh, does their their civic duty to respond because um, it does impact uh, not only representation but money for education, mm-hmm. for streets, uh, for educa- education, health care, um, a number of, of services and that are pr- provided within a local unit of government. And for folks who say, oh, they just want my information, that's not how it works. No. Um, by law, the Census Bureau is is required to keep uh, personal data um, private yeah. Private for 70 years. So by the time uh, it does become considered public data, uh, most of us will be uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. And I love the example we had at one of our meetings uh, from our our friend at the census itself who pointed out that uh, there was a time when one of our presidents asked for that information uh, for, who you know, census information for Washington, D.C. to hold an event. And the Census Bureau said, no, Uh, not going to happen. Yeah, it's been held up in Supreme Court on several occasions. Um, So it is it is secured data. Good information to know. So yeah. be counted. You count. <laughs> be counted. And be- before we go on to any other topic, I do want to give a shout out to Baxter residents. Um, they they yeah. heard our call um, in regards to being a participant in the census. I'm proud to say that uh, our self response rate is over eighty percent. That's great. Whereas the state's um, self response rate is like seventy two, and um, I, I cannot. Uh, um, have enough words to say to thank the Baxter residents for doing their duty. Awesome. Way to go, Baxter. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Brad, as we head to the end of August, September is coming, and uh, of course uh, this means budget time for the city of Baxter as well, right? Yeah, uh, it is budget time for most local units of government. So uh, as with any year, uh, we start doing the budget process internally with department heads, and present a preliminary budget for the city council's consideration towards the end of this month. Now, typically, you know, in any year, uh, 
what the city, what local units of government do is they set a preliminary budget uh, or levy um, a budget by September 30th, and then they have to have a final budget by um, December. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that means is in setting the preliminary budget, uh, that budget, any adjustments to the budget can go down, but they can't go up. So it essentially sets a ceiling uh, for um, what the city levies uh, in the upcoming year on the on the property tax roll. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that being said, uh, this year, more so than in any other year, uh, due to the pandemic and some uncertainties and how we function or the revenues coming in, uh, we're thankful that uh, that, that pro- the process is set up as it is because it allows us to make adjustments as we see uh, necessary kind of the uh, plan for the worst, hope for the best type of scenarios, but um, you just don't know um, in the context of, of how we need to respond to COVID-19. Just, you know, for example, you know, just this year in regards to our rec programming, how we provide services in our parks and things of that nature and how that impacts, uh, does that carry over into 2021 or does it not? And so, there's a lot of philosophical things that we need to work through uh, that'll take more time than it normally does in any other calendar year. So uh, we've got a task that uh, is in front of us that is a little bit more difficult than most, but uh, I know that myself and the department heads here at Baxter are are up to the task and are going to do what we need to do to uh, present council with what we believe is, is a budget that is within the goals and objectives that the council uh, sets out for us, as well as uh, that we continue to provide a level of service that our residents and businesses expect. Yeah, I I can't imagine how difficult it is this year with the pandemic, yeah. how a, a city or anybody can budget for next year. But uh, like you say, I, I have confidence, too, that the folks involved will uh, be able to put it together. It's Get her just, done. Yeah. Just don't envy their position because mm-hmm. it is certainly an unusual year. Yeah, it is. Hmm. All right. Anything else uh, going on that we should be aware of in the city of Baxter? Uh, I believe uh, you and Tess can have uh, interviewed and had on community focus uh, representatives from the conservation fund in Camp Ripley as well as as uh, the community development director uh, for the city of Baxter, yes. uh, make the announcement of the acquisition of Potlatch property for the city of Baxter. That's 638 acres uh, in southwest Baxter that is uh, was acquired for um, natural uh, preservation as well as recreational purposes. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that. That's been an, uh, an exercise or an effort that has been uh, Going for quite some time. When I arrived and started in the position in 2017, the wheels were already in motion on that. And so I uh, would like to give a shout out to all of those partners and getting to the finish line there. Now it's up to the city of Baxter to look at that 638 acres and determine uh, end uses for that. Um, we are looking at budgeting money to do. Uh, planning and public engagement to go through a public process to uh, make a determination as to what those future uses could potentially be. Uh, Obviously, it would be recreation and uh, natural resources type things, but at the end of the day, 638 acres is a lot of land for a 
city government uh, to have ownership on. So our intent is to look at end uses and then uh, at the end of that process be able to say, okay, this is what we're going to do in the interest of the residents of Baxter and the surrounding area. And then the areas in which uh, we're not going to utilize, try and find uh, an entity such as like the DNR or other environmental groups to take ownership of the remaining land. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Looking right. forward to seeing how that all comes yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much so. Mm-hmm. It will be exciting. All right. Well, Brad, I think we are good to go unless there's anything else you wanted to mention before we do let you go. No, I think that is all at this point in time. I thank you, Ken and Tess, uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you today. Brad, as we always say, thank you for informing our listeners about what's happening in the city of Baxter, and we'll look forward to spending some time with you again next month. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, Brad. Brad. Brad Chapoulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app. You can find that powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.